0: Welcome to Speak the Truth podcast. And before we get into our next episode, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the 2020 Call to Counsel Conference has been rescheduled to September 10th through the 12th. This year's theme and plenary sessions will be situated in the words of Jesus when he proclaimed, the kingdom of God is at hand. The tracks for this year will include introduction to biblical counseling, depression, domestic abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, and marriage. Register today at www.caldtocouncil.com. Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship.
1: What's up? (laughs)
0: <laughs> hello, hello, hello! I was gonna see what you were gonna do. You there. can cut this that part. That was quick. You
1: can cut this part out. But like I did <clears throat> notice in the last podcast, you were like talking to the camera. <laughs> now that we're doing video, and yeah,
0: but I'm not gonna do the that part of the video. It's no, more no, for clips no,
1: I think you're. I think you're kind of playing to the camera a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm over here. Do you uh, want to talk no, to me? No,
0: truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at. The, I'm looking at the levels. And like the, voice, oh, the the audio levels, is that
1: what you're looking at? No, really, yourself.
0: I'm seeing some red happening. Oh, okay. So, okay. my decibels are getting a little higher okay. than I would prefer them to be.
1: Mm, um, okay, but
0: I can do that in post. Oh, okay,
1: okay. You can
2: see that as I much as, yeah,
1: yeah. No, Jeremy, it's not. No, the whole point is he's really looking at it, he's really talking to the, the camera audience. <laughs> No, look at, no. <laughs>
0: you know, it's your story. I'm you sorry. tell it how you want to, babe. Okay, it's your right, story.
1: Right. I was just, I was just getting a little jealous of the camera. Cause you weren't really looking.
0: You at want to it sit either. over on this side? No, I just want you to sure look at me you're talking. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this inanimate object over here that I'm making eye yeah. contact with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Well, this episode, uh, we're going to just do a, a, a quick, um, really subcategory uh, episode on, um, we did general personality disorder last episode, and we just want to do a subcategory within that. Uh, we want to do paranoid personality disorder. And so we're going to let Jeremy, uh, you know, speak to that. There's some specificity in there um, that uh, that we want to speak to. So I just wanted to, to touch that uh, topic a little bit more. And then again, we will also do another one on borderline personality disorder in the weeks to come. So Jeremy, you want to uh, take mic.
2: us away? Way, past the miggity-miggity Mike. Mike. Yeah. So, main thing here is we want our listeners to think of this scenario. If you are in ministry, whether that's a pastor, whether you're a lay counselor, whether you are um, counseling at ju- at the church, and someone walks into you and they say, "Hey, I need some counseling. Uh, my, psych- my my psychiatrist just." Diagnose me with paranoid personality disorder. Now, if you are not trained in any kind of mental health or psychiatric uh, way, you might hear that diagnosis and feel very intimidated and actually embrace the message that the culture sends you, which is you're not qualified to deal with a person like this. And so what we're trying to do here is is let you know as a Christian that you're far more qualified than you realize and that you are gonna be, if this person is seeking biblical care, you're gonna be coming from a worldview that is congruent with their worldview,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which means you're not just looking at them uh, as a a disorder. Uh, you're not just looking at them as a machine. You're looking at them as a person. And if it's a Christian, you're looking at them as a brother or sister in the Lord and recognizing that it's our job to walk beside them. So what we're looking at today is just a more specific personality disorder. Last time we talked about just the general descriptions of personality disorder from the DSM-4 TR. Uh, Um, This is paranoid personality disorder. So I'm going to read the clinical description. And then it's just amazing how scripture already covered all of these things Mm -hmm. thousands of years ago, but it conceptualizes these issues uh, in a, in a cosmos where there is a holy God who is involved and who cares. Um, So number one, the descriptor of personality, uh, paranoid personality disorder is this pervasive distrust and suspiciousness of others such that their motives are interpreted as malevolent beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of context as indicated by four or more of the following. And so it would be four more of these. Uh, number, Number one, suspects without sufficient basis that others are exploiting, harming, or deceiving him or her. Number two, is preoccupied with unjustified doubts about the loyalty or trustworthiness of friends and associates. Number three, is reluctant to confide in others because of unwarranted fear that the information will be used maliciously. Against him or her. Uh, number five, persistently bears grudges, i.e., is unforgiving of insults, injuries, remarks, or events. Number six, perceives attacks on his or her character or reputation that are not apparent apparent to others, and is quick to react angrily or to counterattack. And finally, has recurrent suspicions without justification regarding fidelity of spouse or sexual partner. Mm. So any thoughts on that as you guys hear that that list of descriptors?
1: Well, I had to research what ma- malevolent. <laughs> malevolent is.
2: I'm just going to go ahead.
1: I'm obviously, everybody already knows I'm not the smartest one in the room. So surely there's someone else on the podcast that's like, what is that word? What's an adjective? And it means having, showing, or arising from intense, office, vicious, ill will, spite, or hatred, productive of harm or evil. So that, I mean, that yeah. kind of sets the tone for that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's like benevolent, malevolent. You don't ever want to confuse the two. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: Did you come up with that? Oh, so good. All right. Anyway, we're no, I'm pretty sure right that now. I'm not telling joking. This is serious, but are malicious. you being paranoid right now?
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're paranoid that people aren't listening. Cause we're not being serious enough. So I'm sorry. Jeremy
1: asked, is there anything from that?
0: Yeah, I do. I do have some yeah. thoughts in, in all seriousness. Um, Again, each one of these that we've been covering in these unpacking diagnoses (laughs) seems to really have this very standardized slash generic generalized Mm -hmm. spectrum on any given day. I feel like, I mean, if somebody were to really look at my life, you know, I could demonstrate some of this, you know what I mean? Like in terms of paranoia. Right. And I think this goes back to uh, just again, fear uh, of if I, if I want something, and I'm going to fear somebody's going to take it from me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, that's our, yeah. I mean, that's sin. And like, Mm -hmm. I I know that, but like I, to, to your point, how scripture like takes this and expands on it in such a way that is far more robust and in depth. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yes. uh, so, yeah, it, it's um, but in, in I guess in the long term sense, like somebody, you know, who's coming in and, and uh, really struggling with um, really being paranoid about any specific, you know, thing or reason or whatever in, in counseling, when you're hearing that level of paranoia. You know, um, how, how are you, how are, how are we going to handle that? And like you said before, that we're not going to use this as a, now all of a sudden we can identify and actually say, you've got paranoid personality disorder. Yeah. That, that's not what we're trying to do, but use this as a, as a matrix, if yes. you will, to, to help identify that. Well, stuff.
1: quite honestly, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the sheet um, of where we're going to go from a biblical explanation, but that was, that wasn't where my first instincts was. So actually like where my heart is as I'm reading this and my thoughts are actually different than kind of what you're about to get into. So I felt like maybe I should share that beforehand. But you know, when, when you think about like suspects, others that are harming or deceiving, you know, there's, there's this doubt you know they're judging or holding grudges it just brought this huge thought of just lack of trust you know the paranoia of of really looking at people's behavior and based off of what my thoughts are what i'm perceiving out of them is based off of kind of how they're acting right and Mm -hmm. what stems that paranoia so it just made me start thinking of just like their rapid thoughts of what they must be going through and really you know like where their thoughts are yes. on immediately trying to take that captive and, and realigning them to ultimately trusting in God. I remember having a conversation about trust with someone. Um, I can't remember where we were at, but just saying, you know, technically I don't, tr- I don't really even, we don't really like, I don't trust my husband, right? Like you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. We can both fill each other. I ultimately trust God. And then by trusting God, I then trust you. Right. Um, which I think that's a good comment, but that I also was encouraged by someone saying, well, that's kind of a miserable life. Like we do have to have some form of trust because we put our kids in the trust of school systems and daycares and stuff. And, um, you know, we do, uh, submit, I submit under your authority. So I'm obviously trusting in you. Right. And when I said I do, and so that was really cool for me just to think through the levels of, of really what is scripture saying about that. So I don't know if, if that has any kind of basis of what this looks like, but that's one of the things I just immediately thought of as I'm reading what this personality disorder
2: is walking through.
1: You yeah. Know? That's I don't very know. good. Thoughts on that.
2: I think it's excellent and something that our listeners would want to keep, be mindful of uh, because you're talking about relationship mm-hmm. and just that that very um very fragile thing we call trust that can be broken and and Mm -hmm. can fracture things. And so when, if someone ever walks in with this diagnosis, which is probably going to be a rare occurrence, but if it did happen, we would want to do a really good job of data gathering and Mm -hmm. hearing their story Mm -hmm. because what this is, this is a pattern of relating that has been developed probably since their childhood. So there's probably some kind of relational struggle, trauma, abandonment, something Mm -hmm. like that that's going on in this person or that's in their history that Mm -hmm. goes way back, uh, that began to help them learn very, very early on that people are out to get me. Mm -hmm. And so doing really thorough, uh, assessments of, of history and digging really deep into personal relationships with parents, siblings, um, someone that they looked up to at some point, um, was there any kind of sexual abuse, emotional abuse? Those are very, very important things. Someone doesn't just suddenly show these kind of, of patterns out of nowhere. There's, yeah. there's a history mm-hmm. tied to it. Yes, yeah. there's a heart tied to it. Uh, but we in, in biblical counseling, we do acknowledge that our story shapes our heart. Our story does have a shaping impact on the struggles that we might be dealing with yeah that's good and another distinction i want to make sure that we put out there is this how how do we distinguish between paranoid personality disorder and paranoid schizophrenia Mm -hmm. because those are two things dealing with paranoia Mm -hmm. and what you notice in these descriptors these are just normal these are responses in normal relational situations Mm -hmm. yeah paranoid schizophrenia is probably there's a high likelihood there's it's it's Probably there is a medical condition in the brain that's going on. Uh, we have imaging of people's brains who have schizophrenia where there has been a decrease in the size of, of brain. But those kind of paranoias are more um, delusional. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit with the reality of a normal relationship. In a normal relationship, I can be hurt. People can betray me. I can hold a grudge. That's just that's there. That's normal paranormal personalities just to the extreme but when you if you have someone that's coming in saying i think that the government has cameras in our office and he's listening to every one of our sessions and they're communicating with my doctor because my doctor knows things about my health that i've only told you okay now we're that's a whole different realm of paranoia Mm -hmm. something's not right Mm -hmm. and we would want to definitely send that person to get some medical help absolutely okay so just to distinguish those two things but here's the just the beauty of the bible okay again when I'm reading these descriptors. Uh, I'm, I'm not assuming that this individual has not had a difficult life. I'm assuming they've had a difficult life and it's gonna be my job to jump into the complexity complexities of how they perceive people their, and their themselves, in their world, and try to be, bring biblical truth. But the Bible describes these, these same things. Uh, the Bible is very clear in stating this, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe.
1: Oh, there's trust.
2: Uh, Proverbs 29, 25. Mm-hmm. And the, we can also link up with Jeremiah 17, five through nine, which we've quoted many, many times in this podcast, where the prophet warns us that if we put our ultimate trust in humanity, we will become a dying shrub in the desert. Yeah, And when you look at those descriptors from the, the diagnostic manual, that's a dying shrub on the inside. That's a person yeah. who's prickly and not producing a whole lot of relational fruit. Paul also attributes evil suspicion and strife to those who do not Do not consent to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which is according to godliness. With no fear of the Lord in their hearts, these individuals may engage in things like this. Um, Devising wicked schemes in their hearts, Proverbs 6.18. Having feet quick to rush to evil, Proverbs 6.14. Bearing false witness, Proverbs 6.19. Pouring out filthy lies, Proverbs 6.19. Stirring up dissensions, Proverbs 6.19. Grumbling against others, James 5.9. Having mouths full of cursing and uh, bitterness Romans 3:14 fearing man and not God people will see hurt or reject me that comes out of welch's book when people are big and god is small us uh, they'll engage in slanderous accusations proverbs 10 18 they allow a root of bitterness to spring up which defiles many romans 12 15 and they will tend to bear grudges leviticus 19 18. Mm. Um, and so what what does that all come out of with no fear of the lord in their hearts this is what people will tend to move towards. So it's this idea of what's driving my daily life in relationships. Is it the fear of the Lord? Am I relating in this relationship in a, with an awe of God and I want to glorify him in this? Or am I operating in relationship primarily motivated by a fear of man? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good.
2: Yeah, so That's
1: good clarity <clears throat> that if you're counseling someone what to kind of look for.
0: Yeah. And, and, and again, the, these are or to just, talk through, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really helpful because it really does help develop a category for when somebody comes in, which is really the whole purpose of us doing this little mini series episode on unpacking diagnoses is a lot of counselors I know feel overwhelmed and inadequate when they're faced with somebody who's been, you know, mm-hmm. walking in with a diagnosis and labeling, you know, every, like all their commentary is just that label being just, Talked about, you yes. know, everything's on the label, charged to the label because of the label. Mm-hmm. So now, when we have this category biblically, when we can realize that okay, the terminology used and the observations of behavior, scriptures are very clear on that, mm-hmm. and so that this is really helpful. So, um, any any concluding thoughts before we wrap up here? This was kind of a short one, um, just because we wanted to again within personality disorders. Um, you know, there's several, so we started with general personality disorders. This one uh, being paranoid, and then we'll do another one. On borderline, so I think
1: I think I want to just uh, re communicate. I think what Jeremy said at the beginning of the podcast is you know good data gathering and listening skills is essential here. You know when you're hearing them maybe talking about even like a church burn or a hurt relationship, if you start seeing the can you know kind of like maybe the consistency among all of their relationships mm-hmm. or they're communicating their suspicions of their spouse, we as counselors can be quick to just jump and be like, yeah, we're seeing adultery happening all the time, right? We understand even as Christians that we. We struggle with, um, you know, those types of temptations. So we could quickly just agree to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So good data gathering is saying, well, tell me some of the things that you've really you know, found out about these things, like where's the, not necessarily proof, but what, what's stemming that suspicion and getting them to go there. Or a basis, or, yeah, which is what
0: all this is about. Right. Like and like not having make, a basis for any of this stuff.
1: Right. If you start seeing, you know, that critical attitude or, or, um, their grudges or the things that the fears of what this person is or isn't doing in my life, like, uh, really working through and asking the questions to kind of gather some of that data and then walking them through the scripture. Um, oftentimes we can, we can address, I remember sometimes. <laughs> Times where in counseling one story comes up and we can spend the whole session just laying out that one story and then i could speak into it from a scriptural standpoint but really miss out on the fact that wait this is actually happening in a lot of their lives mm-hmm. right and so you're giving them wisdom to speak into that one relationship but in reality i haven't done a good job yet on really gathering what does this look like from all their relationships in their life so i just wanted to kind of repoint that back out i think that's really important in something like this and then really the distinctions of what are they paranoid about and making sure that if they're to another level that's beyond you mm-hmm. and, and getting counseling in your you know whether it's a counseling center or you know in your church to make sure that you have your christian uh, doctors and counselors licensed counselors out there that you can partner with to be able to help you yes or help them mm-hmm. go deeper right so
2: yeah no oh, that's good that's good jeremy you were about to say something before, Sean. I just want to reiterate also that if you're a believer and you're listening to us and you know the word of God, uh, you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You're actually more qualified uh, than mm. a an unbelieving psychiatrist mm. to deal with the heart of a person that's wrestling with these issues. That's encouraging.
1: That's good.
0: Yeah, that is good. And on that note, we will close again. I just want to remind you to email us at topics at speakthetruth.org to if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, or if you'd simply like
2: uh, to just share some stuff, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. See you next time.